Cinema Sins has a fan club. It's called the Sin Club, and members get all sorts of things like early episodes, bonus videos, merch discounts, and even monthly bonus podcasts. Membership starts at $3 a month, and you can sign up now at patreon.com slash cinemasins. I had actually worked with JK before. I directed JK before, mm-hmm. and he made the mistake of giving me his email one day. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And today we have a very special guest. It is writer-director Trent O'Donnell whose movie Ride the Eagle is coming out in theaters on demand and digital on July 30th. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, yeah. Um, You wrote this with Jake Johnson, who stars. uh, And I know that you guys, uh, I don't know if you had a sort of relationship before uh, uh, the, uh, (laughs) I'm drawing a blank for some reason. Is it, is it new girl? Yeah. Yeah. We did. Uh, so Jake and I did have a relationship before. Um, Mm -hmm. I directed, um, quite a few episodes of new girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and we sort of became buddies there and we became like, you know, uh, sending ideas back and forth to each other. We'd actually written some things before we hadn't made, Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of like over the years, we became in sync with like writing stuff and, 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 you know, found that we had a similar tone and whatnot. And, um, yeah, we just really wanted to actually make something. And that's kind mm-hmm. of where this whole thing started. What was the sort of the inspiration for you to take on this story? Well, I mean, honestly, the, the actual inspiration was first and foremost, that we were in, we were like just a couple of months into the pandemic and, we neither of us had worked for a while and we were thinking this is going to be it's going to be like this for a while like it would be fun to make something again um and we sort of got together with the idea of let's spend two days together and just kick around some ideas and see if there's something that we can we didn't we knew we didn't want to do something about the pandemic but what's something we can shoot um safely what favors can we ask what locations do we have and all of that kind of stuff so yeah, it's, you know, that's the honest answer about what we actually wanted to do first and foremost, which is it's it's much more just, just boring and pragmatic than we had a story that we were dying to tell and needed to tell. We, we actually, we wanted to make something. Like well, that was where we started with this whole thing. Um, but then the actual story that we landed on um, about uh, Leaf and, and Honey, sort of a, a mother and son um, story, we, we, we got to talking and, you know, Jake and I have often um, complained and shared stories about our families and extended families. And this is sort of a, uh, I guess, a merge of like stolen bits from each of our families about, you know, stupid falling outs that different relatives have had. And, and that kind of was the kicking off point for us. Uh, so you've done a lot of TV. Is, is this your first feature? It is, yeah. Yeah, it's my first. Is it? Is it? How how different is it going? You know, I mean, I'm sure you've shot a, a few single cam things before, but like, how different is this experience? Uh, you know, than uh, shooting TV. It's 
All of the TV that I've shot has been um, single cam, so I've never done I've never done like multi cam studio, and I don't think I'd be good at it. Mm. I, I, right, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to do it. But um, so in one sense, it's 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 similar. Like the way that I'm sort of like visually looking at a lot of it is is similar to some of the some TV I've, I've done. Um, but obviously, none of this was studio; it was all location. Uh, this this was mostly and and probably the funnest. This is the funnest thing I've ever shot. At the funnest time I've had banking something, and I think it was because we were we were we were we had like absolute freedom and and we just sort of Jake and I were big on momentum with stuff. It's it's so easy to start something and then not finish making something, and so we just we wanted to we just wanted to keep this thing going and keep and and keep pushing and keep making it and every little challenge that we came across it was always up to us to solve it like we never had to you know we never had to send pages to a studio or or, or seek approval mm-hmm. from anyone it was always just it was up to us to do the whole the whole thing which was sort of um sort of great and freeing and we and we made this little bespoke little crew that um we could we weren't sort of you know held to a lot of the restrictions you have with a larger crew, and your and your first feature out, you get Susan Sarandon and J.K. Simmons. Um, yeah. That I, must have been pretty awesome. <laughs> well, you know what? That was the pandemic. Honestly, like we were so it was hit at this right time where, like, I had actually worked with J.K. before. I directed J.K. before, mm-hmm. and he made the mistake of giving me his email one day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, like I didn't go to an agent or, or a manager. I just emailed him directly and like sent him some pages. And he wrote back, like I think I said it around 10 a.m. one morning and he wrote back that afternoon and said, yeah, he, he would do it. And then I, I was, I thought, okay, now we get into the dance of like, when are you available and what, and mm-hmm. expecting it to be, I've got, you know, half a day in two months free or something like that. And he was like wide open. He's like, whenever you want to do it. I'm around and we're like this is great and so yeah we we got him for like but like you know he was a, he was a, incredible and we we paid him so little and we made the whole the whole <laughs> thing was like so uncomfortable we actually did on the day we shot the jk simmons stuff um we kind of jake and i we had like he because we shot jk before susan and up until that point it had just been us and we'd it'd be like very kind of indie filmmaking, no trailers, nothing, nothing, uh, no, no, no catering, just like very, very uh, bare bones. And then we panicked the morning of like JK. We were like, I think he's used to trailers. I don't know if he's ever shot anything where he hasn't had a trailer. So we like panic hired a trailer and um, he didn't use it. (laughs) And it just sat there. (laughs) How how many, how many takes was the taste of vagina line? I I can't imagine that you guys weren't just cracking up every time he said that. I mean, that guy is incredible. Like he's such a, he's such a, pro that he never like and i actually love jk for comedy because he's such a ground no, yeah actor. yeah so he doesn't if it doesn't feel like it, if there's a line that feels too broad or gaggy he just won't do it and he will everything he does is like it's so even and and mm-hmm. just feels real and it feels like a real person saying it but I think we maybe did that five or six times. <laughs> yeah. He is, he is so funny, and that it's hilarious to me that he is because my wife and I are Law and Order fans, and so like we still to this day call him Skoda, yeah, because that's the first time we ever saw him on anything, you know? Yeah, and, I know, but and he's such a like, serious role. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, and he's incredible <laughs> at that stuff, but his comedy is so grounded and truthful as well. 
Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Where did you uh, Where did you shoot this? We shot um, We shot uh, in LA. We shot mostly at uh, mostly at Jake. This is yeah, mostly at Jake Johnson's houses. So Hollywood uh, actor Jake Johnson owned most of the places that we shot it. <laughs> yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, that's how you do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we shot it. Um, we shot it at, at his place in LA, and then we uh, the cabin was actually something that he had just bought and. Um, and that was up on the sort of the northern, uh, the northern entrance of your of Yosemite. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, which was pretty. So good. I imagine you got to see some pretty good nature out there when you were shooting that. That was. I it's ex- it's incredible, and it's kind of like you know, and I've like I've lived in LA for nine nine and a bit years, and then have traveled to lots and lots of places. But I think Yosemite is maybe my favorite spot. Um, I love it. I love it up there. And even during the pandemic, I, I went up there with my family and we got really lucky in that we were just like staying in a little place outside the park and happened to be there the day that it opened. And so when they were limiting the number of people in, so we got to have like a cool day in there with, with no people around. But yeah, I love it up there. Um, uh, sort of getting back into the casting, was there ever a point, was, was uh, Jake always going to be uh, the star of this or did he think maybe not doing it? Uh, no, he was always, he was always going to do it. Um, we were really lucky with the casting and the, and, and the timing, as I was saying, like we got everyone we asked said yes. So mm-hmm. all of these people were like Cleo King had done an animated series with Jake. Uh, mm-hmm. Louise who plays Gorka is like a, a, a wonderful, <laughs> funny actor in his own right. Also <laughs> was in a poker game with Jake. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and then uh, Darcy Carden, I'd I'd worked with. Um, oh, Good I love place. her so much. She's the best and the nicest human you'll ever meet. And yeah, um, yeah, we became friends from me doing Good Place episodes, and mm-hmm. I, I love working with her. So um, yeah, honestly, it was as opposed to like if you're doing a TV show and and you're trying to put together a cast, you put aside a few months. I think we did all of ours in a day and a half. We got all these people really really quick and then susan was the last piece of the pie to come together um but that was and we didn't know her we hadn't worked with her before but i think jake had like a mutual someone in his team represented susan as well so we had like a little in there but um and she was just kind of that was our big swing that we were like that's who we had in mind let's just send it to her so we can like move on to the more realistic um people and yeah uh, I don't. We got I don't know if it's just me watch it like just because they are playing mother and son in the movie, but they kind of look alike in a <laughs> in a way. I thought at least. Yeah, they um, do. I thought that. Yeah. Too. You know, most of the uh, you, you, when did you when when did you shoot this? Like, was it in the height of the pandemic or was it? Yeah, it was around like it was like August September. It was when we like knew we were well into it, um, mm-hmm. and vaccine was like not really on the horizon um yeah yeah so it was it was the moment where it felt like oh this is going to last for a while and and people were speculating whether there'd be a vaccine you know 
that year, next year, the year after sort of thing. I, I think there's maybe what one or two scenes where there's actual like people who are in the same area yeah. as, as one another and everything. And I suppose you went through all that, you know, taking their temperature and uh, yeah, all yeah. that type of stuff. We did. Yeah. We did. And we used, and I even feel like the principal, um, our principal block of shooting up in uh, Yosemite, the whole, the whole crew and, and, and Jake, um, we all went to Dodger Stadium, got out, we did a test at Dodger Stadium and then like waited for the results and just all stayed together and kept driving and then we drove up there. So it was pretty nice. We had like a little a little bubble up there and we we ate in every night. We didn't go like we didn't go anywhere other than the like we slept at the location and yeah, it was um it was pretty stinky, but it was it was a nice <laughs> a, a nice little reprieve from um COVID for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the story of this is that, you know, uh, uh, Leaf's mom, Honey, dies and she leaves this sort of conditional will that she puts in a video and says, you got to do these tasks in order to uh, earn the cabin that she was living in, which, you know, the, the cabin is filled with like weed in every single <laughs> compartment, yeah. which is a great uh, little touch and everything. Uh, where, where did you, how did you come up with the rules? What was, was there any kind of, were there any kind of uh, tasks that you were like, nah, let's not do that. Were you choosing stuff basically for, you know, how easy they might be able to shoot or uh, what, what was the process behind uh, all the different uh, tasks he has to do in this? We, we definitely, uh, we definitely workshopped a few different ideas for them, but Ultimately, once we stumbled upon this idea of a conditional inheritance, inheritance, which is mostly used, honestly, it's mostly like, you know, racist older people leaving their stuff to their children, usually <laughs> in the condition that they like marry within their religion and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, we read a few stories about these kind of weird things that, um, that, that these weird uh, happenings with, the, with inheritance. And then... We like the idea, you know, Honey's character is her background is she was, she kind of lost, gave a lot of her life to to a pretty weird cult. Um, she thought it was all, you know, she liked it at the time and, and, and thought she was doing the right thing. But we, and that was sort of the thing that Leaf, you know, hated about his mum was that she was, she was mixed up with this cult. And we sort of liked the idea in terms of the, the tasks that she gives her that, you know, that they're, they were somewhat based in the teachings of this cult that so some of it was that that she could have some redemption from it that she got something out of this thing even though she she did make a mistake that she would look back on and say yeah i made a mistake um getting mixed up with it that was sort of where they they came from we wanted them to make sense to honey and be in some ways it's her it's her forgiveness even though she's already dead um yeah, that was kind of the idea. Is there, is there not to, you don't have to get into anything deep or anything, but is, is there anything, uh, you know, I guess, did you, ha did you guys have any problems with your mothers or anything, <laughs> you know, when you were growing up, that may be way too personal of a question to ask, but yeah, no, look, I, I, I didn't, um, you know, I, my, both my parents had like, they had a lot of stuff and came from like tough, tough upbringings. Mm -hmm. Um, and they certainly, you know, like my mum and 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 her mum and her mum, my grandmother had like had a big falling out 
didn't speak. Mm. My grandmother died, and that was and, and that was it. So that was there was a bit of that in it for me. And I know um, Jake has similar kind of areas in 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 his life as well. And I think we just approached it as like you know, and it's also it's so common in so many families. Um, you know, I've had. Mm-hmm. I know so many people and I've seen so many in my extended family because my mum is one of 10 as well and, and, and there's all these sort of fractions and these insane petty grudges that can just like boil up and then people just get into these competitions of like <laughs> seeing, you know, as if you're going to get a prize at the end for, for, for holding the longest grudge. Um, yeah, so we were sort of, we, we were interested by that and thought that that's something that... Um, is a pretty relatable thing for almost everyone's family in some degree. Um, did you have, I mean, in these uh, smaller independent movies, this usually doesn't uh, uh, happen, but uh, is, is there any scenes that you had to cut that you didn't want to cut? Uh, or, or I mean, I guess maybe even at the script phase that you had to cut? Yeah, there, there, yeah, there was. We did cut a few things. We had... Um, we had a whole nother character that we were going to have like Leaf kind of like living in the back of this, this place that he lived in. Um, you know, he lives in this sort of little cabiny thing on the outskirts of this big house in Pasadena. We were going to have that being a little bit more of a community. And there was another whole character there that was going to live there that we didn't actually shoot. And then we did cut a couple of scenes. Like we shot enough that we didn't have to like, um, yeah, we weren't married to every, every moment. There were a few little, a few little things that um, that we that we did cut, and then we did a couple of little pickups and reshoots and stuff like that. Like the editing process was the one thing, you know. I think we we wrote this pretty quick, and we we went straight into producing it and shooting it, and then um, our edit was was sort of more normal film time. Like we spent like three four months. Uh, cutting it uh, uh, can, you know, I mean um, are there any are any scenes that were just like uh, amazing that you just no oh, I'm just gonna have to cut this there's we had a couple of moments that were more like and in terms of why I like working with 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 Jake is it I probably between the two of us I maybe err a little bit more to the, like the the comedy comedy stuff and if I say find something funny enough I'll tend to leave it in uh, whereas he's probably leans a little bit more truthful uh and grounded so there's a few moments of just leaf alone that we cut um that i probably would have um you know i'm sure i left it in there for a few cuts uh before we got together and then um and and you know you have to go through like the jk scene was even was was longer those scenes were kind of like (laughs) still and we were like you know you fall in love with them a little bit then you have to spend a lot of time with them and really like go what serves the story best and and what is um yeah, what is like? We just can't be just fanning out on every line he gives, and and like, <laughs> let's make it work for the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what was the hardest day on set for you? The hardest day. I mean, all of the days at Yosemite were pretty hard because we were just we were just grinding the whole day. Like we would a typical day for us on this on this film was we'd get up. Um, get up earlier than we wanted to every day. We had Judd Overton, who's a DP that I've worked with a lot and is just like, um, has an incredible eye, but is also such a committed, um, dedicated uh, um, artist, really. He like, he was he was like, we're getting up first thing. So we'd be up, we'd be up before, around sunrise, so we'd be ready to shoot for first light outside. 
Then we would spend a few hours outside and then we'd wait till the sun was pretty overhead. We'd go back inside, have something to eat, and then we would shoot interior stuff in the house during the day. Then um, late afternoon, we'd, we would get ready and go back out for sort of that magic hour, wait till the sun's gone. Then we'd go inside, we'd have dinner. We would Jake and I would cook most nights. That was maybe our one real like, you know, if we did it again, we were going, let's get someone to ma- to cook the food for us so we don't have to like <laughs> work all day and make this terrible pasta for our crew. Um, <laughs> and then we, um, and then we, after dinner, we would, um, we'd shoot uh, night interiors. And so we'd go till like 11 and, you know, 11 o'clock at night. Um, but everyone sort of had, everyone was invested in, in, you know, the small crew, everyone had some stake in it and some, some sort of ownership of the back end. So there was a, we were all there as like a little a little troop all kind of like with with nothing else to do but make this movie um but those days were yeah like it was by the end we were we were pretty exhausted because we we were so small and we were ambitious with like we were lighting the exterior of the house and stuff and that's hard to do with a small with a small crew so there was a lot of um there was a lot of packing up lights and 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 packing everything away at the end of every day um, that often on a big on a big show, you you just yeah you can pretty much you call cut on the last shot of the day and you jump in your car and drive away. Uh, well, here's here's a here's a, a silly question. What's it like working with the dog, man? The dog was awesome. Oh, the dog was amazing. Yeah, the dog was great. Look, that dog was really good. Um, and I love dogs. I've always had dogs, but I've just had a string of like I have actually I've always had like pretty badly behaved dogs and like. They do scare me, and so often, when, even when you work on dogs, work with dogs on on TV or most animals, I feel like ninety percent of the time I have the animal trainer come up to me at the end of the day, going, "Oh, I don't know what happened with Rex today. They're usually perfect. This is the worst day they've ever they've ever had." Yeah, like, I just have like I always find that there's always an overpromise in what dogs can do, but this dog is so that's Jake's dog, um, Nora, and. Nora is a um, a a retired uh, guide dog, so she was like oh. she was like a top level uh, trained dog. She would pretty much only really respond um, to Jake, but yeah, she was great. Like she was, yeah, you could get her to he could get her to move her head up at certain points and bow her head down and just yeah follow or be left behind. And also he could there's moments because we didn't want it to be too sort of like a, you know, it is the main relationship for Leaf in the, in, in the movie in terms of his friendship, but that's his main friendship relationship. But he didn't want it to be just a saccharine kind of, you know, sort of a, a Disney version of a man and his dog. So there's bits where he gets like shitty at his dog and he kind of, you know, is he yells at his dog a little bit. And she was so good at those moments where Jay could just kind of like be really mean to her and, and he would, <laughs> yeah. He would just sit through it. It was great. I don't think this is a terrible spoiler, but if it is, then we'll cut this out. But there's a point where the dog goes missing. Yeah. And and we all, I, I think anybody who's seen a movie like this realizes the dog is going to come back. So, but uh, is was it just a natural thing for uh, th- that dog to come back to Jake and, and be like, hey, you're home and, you know, and just, uh, you know, be so happy 
that, yeah. that, uh, that he's home. You didn't have to like, you know, like keep the dog upstairs for like three <laughs> hours or anything, you know, like, uh, uh, waiting on his waiting on her, uh, master to show back up or anything like that. No, uh, no, we were but, just like, she just did like, yeah, like six takes of every time, just like running with pure joy. And then, uh, and then other times you, we could get, um, yeah, we could get different levels with it. Like there's scenes where, yeah. you know, they're they're sleeping in the same bed and just like getting her to lay down and then and then like not sleep and get up and wander around and stuff like that. Yeah, she was great. But yeah, it was very, it, she was truly very easy. Like I actually said to Jake, you should make some money from Nora now and like get her into the game. And oh he my was, God, he, absolutely. And okay. he was like, no, Nora's now retired. So apparently she's <laughs> retired. <laughs> I was so invested in that dog though. Like I, and I usually, I mean, I'm a dog person, but you know, a lot of the times in movies, I, I, I don't know, but I, in this one, I was like, cause I, when he met up with JK Simmons finally, and they had that great moment, I was like, yeah, this is really good, but where is the dog? Like what <laughs> yeah. happened yeah. to the dog? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That was the crux of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, she was pretty, uh, yeah, she was pretty great. Um, I, I actually don't think I have much else to, to ask you, unfortunately. Um, I, I, I have recently started watching no activity and, uh, and, oh, cool. uh, and you see uh, some great, um, there's some great, uh, JK stuff in no activity. He's, he's in most seasons. He, he comes in and just sort of crushes one episode and often with these like incredible comic monologues and stuff. He's mm-hmm. yeah. These stuff in yeah. that's incredible. And I yeah. don't know how much I saw you directed a few episodes of it, so I don't know how involved you were in it. But I saw you worked on the new Saved by the Bell. Yeah, so I did the I well I I did the pilot uh-huh. uh, I and and a couple of other episodes of it, but very much that's um, uh, Tracy Wigfield, who I knew yeah. um, I knew through a friend, and it, I'd, I'd been in a room with her before, and I just loved her writing and 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 thought she was great. So I kind of yeah, I, I actually said I remember like. It was, I think when I, when I originally agreed to go in for that, it was like untitled Tracy Wigfield project. And then I got, oh, wow. um, and then I got there and then I read that and then I read the script and I kind of yeah. went in, it was a funny story because I kind of, I went in and usually I think with like reboots for that sort of thing, you have to, you, you go in and you, and you just, you know, you, you just gush about how much you love the original and how much you want to bring it back to yeah. all that kind of stuff. And um, I was like, I didn't watch the original. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was kind of like the show that my younger sister was into. And I was like, yeah. And so I, I went in there with like, uh, I, I pretty much went in there. I was like, I don't have any affection for the show, but I'll just try to like make it good on, my, on its own terms by today's standards. And, you know, she knows every episode backwards. So that was kind of my theory in going in. Yeah, I um, I watched it with my daughter and like I, I was young when the original came out. I mean, I wasn't I was a I was like early teens or whatever, late, you know, 12 years old or something. So, I mean, I watched it a little bit, but never really got that into it. But um, this is funny. Like yeah. I. I don't know how well it's doing because it's on Peacock and I have no idea, you know, what it's doing. But anyone I can get to watch it, I'm like, you have to watch this. Like, no, this is really funny. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. And those kids are like, uh, are the sweetest and it's so fun. It's That's fun. good to hear. One of the best things about like working on pilots and, and you getting to cast um, cast actors like that who it's their big, it's a, it's a big opportunity and it's um, – 
yeah, all of those, the all, all of the new cars are just the sweetest kids, and and I'm yeah, I'm so happy for them that it's, and I think it's going, I think it's going pretty well. I actually, yeah, it's, I the it's been the show that my kids will watch as well. Yeah, well, kind of the first thing really that I've done, um, other than like I guess Good Place and some Brooklyn Nine Nine, but um, yeah, they really got into it as well. Yeah, how was working on the Good Place? That was uh, that was a. That was like the, I don't know if we're ever going to get a show like that again on a network. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, yeah, it was obviously um, Mike Scher is just like a genius comedy writer and and, and way too smart a person. Um, but, and, and that that was just the loveliest set. You know, Ted and Kristen are so nice, oh. so decent people that everyone just, just followed suit and, yeah, that was so fun just to – that's the best thing about being, you know, because as a, as a as an episodic TV director, you're in this sort of weird position where you're the director so you're sort of the boss but you just – you're not really. Like you're only there mm-hmm. for so <laughs> season generally and there's all of the cast and, and the generally the, – and the writers and and the DP, they, they know the show inside and out. Um, and so a lot of the time I feel like you're, you're keeping the thing moving and bringing your own sensibility, different little moments and, and, and hopefully, you know, running to the tone of the show. But, um, a show like that, it's, it's just, that was just like really fun to go back to every year and, and see that, that group of people. It, it's nice to hear that Ted and Kristen are nice because, like, I just if there's anybody that can't be an asshole, it's Ted Danson. I would be, I would be very upset to learn. Can you imagine it would just be the worst. <laughs> like him and Mary Steen Virgin just seem like you know they're they're like the couple, right? So oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> the best. I mean, yeah, and he has a, he has that reputation as well. Like it, Ted, yeah. pretty much is known as the nicest guy, and he's just a, but he's just totally, you know, just a grounded. Um, very nice, funny person that will like, you know, looks you in the eye, remember stuff and is engaged when he talks to you. I have heard that about uh, TV shows though. Like the, the director comes in at uh, TV sort of a more writer's medium than uh director's medium and everything. Uh, but are you, are you sort of, were you able to uh, put any of your own personal touch into these shows or is, is yeah. there anything that you were, is there anything that you remember uh, specifically that you put into any of these shows that you were super proud of that you got in? Most of the time, the things that I, I get, m- most of the time, the things that I'm most proud of with, with episodic work is because I love more than anything, I love like comedy performance and, and working with actors. Like I, I like to stand close to the actors. I don't really sit back at village. I tend to stand and, and have an eye line to the, to the actors and, Often, um, you know, like, for, for example, like a show like The the Good Place um, mm-hmm. and like, you know, Darcy Carden is an incredible um, improviser. And right. I, I've sort of, I like that sort of, if you're feeling like a moment um, when you're seeing it on its feet, like that show was obviously very tightly scripted, but occasionally there'll be a little moment that you go, well, it doesn't, it's not playing as well as we'd imagined. And I think that's just the way that, that screen to, 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 to TV or film works is even if you're the best writer in the world, you can't completely predict exactly what it's going to feel like on that day coming out of that person's mouth in this wardrobe, in the location and everything about it. So it's the, the bits that I was, I'm most kind of like, I'd love to see was, 
if I had an idea for an adjustment of a line or a joke in a moment and I'd pitch that to, to an actor and we'd like run it and it would turn out and I'd put it in my cut and then it would stay in the cut and end up in the episode. Nice. Um, they were kind of like, cool. yeah, they were, they were like great, great moments just to have those little, little pieces. And that generally would happen like, you know, once or once or twice an episode, it'd be some little thing that some, you know, little thing that I'd keep in there. And then um, other than that, you do get to, you know, obviously they have a lot healthier budget than we had for our film. So you can, you can say you want a techno crane for a shot and stuff like that. And you can look <laughs> at different interesting visual things you can do as well. Um, what else do you have on the horizon that, uh, that are, are you looking to get into more feature films or are you, are you, uh, you know, do you like TV more or what? So just yeah. anything? <laughs> no, I definitely like to do, I would like to do more features. I kind of, I had always wanted to do, I, I, I think I'd always wanted to do my own, the way that like Jake and I did this, I, I sort of wanted to do one where I wasn't getting into um, a really long uh, engagement of a, like a studio thing or anything like that. Mostly because I've been reading feature scripts that I'll get sent and I just hadn't found any that I really connected mm-hmm. with. Um, and it's hard if you get, I wanted to do a film, but if you read the, the the premise and you just I just you have to like look at the material and go I just don't think I can do the good version of this it doesn't I don't for whatever reason just but if you don't think you can make it good you can't you just can't start it because it's going to be eighteen months of your life trying to right yeah you, I was going to say with with TV I guess it's a little quicker right like it's yeah. you know a couple of weeks or <laughs> whatever it's a couple of weeks yeah you generally yeah. you don't really I mean often apart from uh, a pilot you don't really read the episode before you agree to do it you just sort of mm-hmm. even for a first season show you'll just say you look at who's doing it and who's in it and you go yep i'll come and do one and then often it's not to your first day that you actually read the script you're doing but um yeah i think i i think i always wanted to make a film myself um and you know jake and i really enjoyed doing this and we've got ideas for other for other films and um yeah so that's certainly something i'd like to do in the future for sure he's i mean i would uh, that would be awesome he's he's a he's a very good leading man um when i don't know that he's really been given a lot of opportunity to do that other than obviously new girl yeah Uh, but even that was kind of an ensemble i would say yeah yeah Yeah. now he's actually you know even though he likes to he likes to project that he's just like you know average average chicago guy he's kind of a deep thinker with with his acting and his performance and he does he does take it seriously and i think he's he often has you know i I think he has a lot going on in his performance a lot of the time is it's there's usually a few thoughts in his head as he's um as he's delivering his lines um yeah i thought it was interesting because in jurassic world for instance he i mean he's stealing scenes from you know, Bryce Dallas Howard and, you know, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and stuff. I mean, it's, it's kind of, he's definitely got the chops. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, and that's not, it's not my story to tell, but I'm pretty sure that incredible moment that he like, was it him and Lauren Lapkus where they, yeah. Yeah. They go to kiss and then they, and then they don't. And she says she has a boyfriend that that improvised and that in the script, it was, it was just like the two nerdy characters make out (laughs) and then they played with it. It's like, that's the funniest part of the movie. It is. Yeah, it it is. is one. It, it's one of the best moments in the movie for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because it just like yeah, it's everyone's so aware of that trope, but it completely yeah. it 
Yeah, it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Jonathan, do you have anything else to ask? Uh, well, no, you just said that. I did notice, though, you, we were asking about future projects. I saw one you had. You were working with, it uh, looks like Rose. I can't I don't know how to pronounce her name. Rose McIver, is that? Rose McIver. Uh, it's called called Ghosts, I think. Yeah. I was just curious if there's anything you could talk about that. I was curious what that was. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now in Montreal. Uh, oh, nice. That, that's a pilot that... Um, that's a pilot that was we were shut down in um, like March 2020, literally the day before we were shooting. Um, and then um, written by Joe Port and Joe Wiseman, but based on a uh, on a UK show. And okay. then we finally shot the pilot in late December last year, and now we're just about to start next week shooting the shooting the series, and we're up here. Um, up here in Montreal, and um, yes, yeah, I'm up cool. here with with Rose, who's like an old friend. It's, so it's great. Oh, that's cool. I was uh, I watched I Zombie, so I, yeah. I, I'm a fan of hers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah is it a is it a comedy though, or is it a is it, it is. supernatural? Okay, it's a comedy. Okay, it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Awesome. Well, um, uh, this has been great. Uh, the The movie is Ride the Eagle. It uh, it uh, comes out in theaters on demand and digital on July 30th. But we'd like to thank Trent O'Donnell for his time. Thank you so much for being on the, the show. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's going to do it for this interview. It's Chris Atkins and Jonathan Woggins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 